This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 71 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Um, probably a quick episode. Yep. Okay. Because I, I rambled on in the meeting I had before. For 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. Yep. That's true. <laughs> and uh, and I kind of knew it, but I was, on, I was on a rant. I was on a story. I had to finish. Tesla. I had to finish. All true. So, um, so really, we're gonna do this quick because Ellie's got work to do, and I gotta go home and eat, and I'm hungry. So, this will be pretty quick. Ellie, what is your topic today? My topic today is how different the market is now versus last year. Perfect. So go ahead. Talking about that. Um, well, <laughs> I'll put you, I'll put well, you in the spot. This will be like kind of rush, but it'll be we'll give you a lot of value in probably ten minutes. Well, we I mean we just kind of went over it, but because of multiple factors, including low housing stock and um, low interest rates. There is a lot of demand and not a lot of supply. So home rates have significantly increased since since I started real estate. Um, I know when I, f- the first time I looked at the spreadsheet thingy, it was like 150 and so, what was it we just looked at? So give people context from what date to what date? Like when did you start, when did you first oh, kind of look I, at these numbers oh till now? I don't know when I exactly first started, probably like February, 2019. Um, the average sale price was so probably 18 months. Yeah. So about, yeah, about a year and a half. Um, the average sale price was 150,000 and then we just looked at it now and it was 174. Um, which makes sense though, because again, supply and demand right now there's, it's a very, very tough time for buyers, um, because things are selling for significantly over, um, what they would otherwise. And luckily appraising to that too. But, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, so <laughs> I agree with all that. Uh, the uh, the other thing that I want to factor in with that is, it, it, from a buyer perspective, and we said this before, like we've said this in past episodes, the hardest thing for buyers currently is finding a home. But if you're a buyer looking to purchase a home with the way the interest rates are, they're very low, mm-hmm. and also with now this isn't every market. In our market, we've only trended up, and we are trending very, very, very fast upward. I think we're—I haven't really put a lot of thought into this because actually, I'm just kind of having this. So that you're kind of getting this like very real time right now. I wouldn't be surprised if in two to three years, our average—we said one seventy-four. Mm-hmm. Three years, our average price is two hundred thousand. You could see that now. To put that in, pers- so what I'm saying is, if you're buying a home now, you are still on the upswing of value, provided nothing crazy happens with anything that would cause people not to have the spending power they have now. Um, again, I was worried about coronavirus. We've kind of gotten through the first wave of coronavirus. Obviously, it's not done yet, so I don't know. I can't say you know definitely that you know where we're at. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see about next year. Two factors is one we talked about. We've lent a lot of money this year. Mm-hmm. How is that money going to be filtered out over 2021? We have what looks like potential new president. How is that going to factor in? So then mm-hmm. you start looking at, okay, potentially new new president, potentially new ideas, potentially new working around the system, what we, we were expected to have. Yeah. So this has kind of taken everything like a snow globe and just shook it up, which is fine, good or bad. We just have to wait and see how it kind of plays out. So mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to be next year. 
currently as of right now, everything looks fine. Actually looks like we're stronger now than we even were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, in the value in regarding home values in the, in the fact that homes are selling and that buyers haven't really taken much of a hit on it. Very minimal amount of, at least that I've talked to have been, um, negatively affected by COVID. There are a few for sure that were affected, but grand scheme, it's a very, very, very small percentage that I personally have seen. Um, the I don't see this trend stopping anytime soon. Meaning, I do think in three years, there's really no indication that we won't hit three hundred or two hundred thousand as an average sale. Yeah. Ten years ago, when I came in the market, I think the average sale was like one twenty five, and a house back then, a starter home was in the low hundred thousands. I would say right now, a legit starter home where you don't have to put a lot of money in. Where would you think that number would be right now? I think if you get it, uh, it depends on location too, because if you're getting a home in Ellenburg, mm-hmm. it's going to be cheaper than if you get a home near the city. But, but we'll say within a, a close radius like, of the even city, just like town Morrisonville, of yeah, yeah, town of Plattsburgh. I think if you get anything under 115, it's probably going to need a little work. Yeah, and I and I and I think back in the day that you could get a house when I started between 100 and 110 that would need a little bit of TLC, but it wasn't one that you looked at that was like, ah, this needs, you really need to update no, this. No, it's, it's tough and, now, yeah. And usually, this and this was, I mean, we're talking within five years, so that the, I'm talking about these numbers. 130 was like, if you get a $130,000 home, you have a pretty nice starter home. You can make some update, a update some cosmetic changes, but at the end of the day, you're not doing an over a big overhaul of your home. A lot of times right now, a $130,000 home, you're looking at it like, man, that's outdated or needs a lot of work. Or I'm really finding that that 175 is, it's, oddly enough, has kind of become your nice entry-level home. Which, or 150, yeah. Yeah, and back when I was, again, when I was doing it, if you were in the 175 to $200,000 mark, you were buying a fairly, in our region, a very um, above-average, like, colonial four bed two bath style home and now yeah. that number's up to 250 easy and it, it's it's insane the way things have gone and again i don't think that's going down at all um no, I, I uh so i live in lake country village and i bought my home for 143,000 last year last year that, last spring that to me seems hot which oh yeah it, it no, was it fine was, at the time but yeah. like historically that is a very high number yeah it, it is and it, and it and it was um and i had i've had a couple of different people ask me because our neighbors have been selling their home for the last since i moved in um and they're without a realtor and they're yeah without a realtor and their duct taped sign um which is fine and i mowed their lawn many times this summer because i just couldn't take it anymore um but i've had many people because the sign would blow over and be on my side and i would have like delivery people ask how much and be like oh how much is your place for? What are they running for in this neighborhood? 170, 200? Like, sure. <laughs> you want it? You can have the keys right now. It's a good flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but. It's, it, it's like, I remember back in the day, like those homes were 110 to, I mean, even you could now, argue 110 to 120, but like 110 yeah. to 120 was what you bought. Yeah. You know, back then, like yeah. there were some of those homes that were going down by around a hundred. Now it's like, if you find any of those under like, if they have one, any updates, they can go easily over like well over one thirty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I think where you're at is like where the, just the way the market's appreciated. If you, a one twenty home back in the day. And, and I remember I talked to a couple of people about selling. This was two, three years ago. And we were looking at, you know, one, if you get between 120 and 125, you're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Now I'd be looking at most of these homes saying you're probably like the 145 to 150 mark. So like mm-hmm. 
you might not think a lot, but like in, if that's two, three years and you've gone up $25,000 in two to three years, that's a pretty darn good oh, yeah. in, like increase in just value considering that you've done nothing to the home, but just maintained it. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's, I think right now, um, I guess moral of the story, if you're a seller, you are selling your house higher now than you have ever sold in probably 13 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, I, I was in real estate at that time. But kind of knowing the values back then, I don't think the values were as high as they are now because appreciation. So I think right now our values are higher than they've ever been. Yeah. But again, as a buyer, don't freak out. The interest rates are low, which mm-hmm. is great. Capitalize on that. And then also capitalize on the fact that we are still in the upswing of values. Like if you buy a home in 2020, I think you will be sitting very ha- – and again, hopefully this ages well, this comment. But I think in 2025, you will be looking at – your value of your home and be very happy. Meaning like, I think the next five years, when I talk about being over 200,000, I think if you buy now, I don't see anything pointing to the contrary. You should be making a few tens of thousands on your house. Well, and here's the thing, that's even just short term. So even if short term, the market does downturn, if we have to lock back down again and we get a bunch of foreclosures and they flood the market, even if short term, the home prices go down, if you look long term, they always go up. Yeah. So, so long term, no matter what it is going to go up, it might, if something terrible and catastrophic does happen and they and they crash, it's going to come back. Well, it think, always does. Think about, it's, it's like the stock market. If you bought your home in 2000, and you still own your home, you have made a lot of money in your home. Mm-hmm. Yes, you went through the, the economic recession of 2007, 2008. Basically, if you bought your home in 2005 or six and have tried to sell it between 2007 and 2012, yeah, you probably got hit pretty hard. If you held your house that entire time, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And it's the stock market. Yeah. You know, if you hold your house, if you hold your stocks through the bear markets and get to the bull markets and just let the, you know, whatever the index increase, you will make money. Yeah. So real estate is very much a buy and hold. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you will not be affected by downturns in the market, if you don't sell, yeah. you only get hurt if you sell. Yeah. Um, so right now, again, sellers, if you're, to be honest, I think Ellie's had more listings than me in the last month. So, um, if you need to sell, reach out to Ellie or I, but, but, but the whole idea basically is that if you're looking to sell, if you're on the, we don't ask a lot, I guess we don't really ask much on this podcast. I'm not really asking for listings. This is more of like helping you. If you are on the fence about selling and it is free for Ellie or I to go meet with you, it's not going to cost you money to have us go pick basically have you pick our brain us pick your brain about what your goals are does it make sense to sell i've had plenty of people that i've told do not sell right now because i don't think it's the best interest based on what you want yep let's talk in a year because i do think we're seeing right now this year compared to last year we're up seven percent in value of average sale price seven percent that is huge okay that is a very big number in one year also keep in mind when choosing between galen and i that i do have a nicer camera it's do you it, think that yes 100 percent. really 100 percent. i talk i talk you are to very people. okay folks I'm you very, can't see ellie ellie yeah. is like like right now looking through yep. my soul right yep. now and saying I'm, that she's 100%. better 100 i talk to a bunch of people who do real estate photography for a living i have the a7r3 okay so so full, full disclosure folks i'm actually not arguing with ellie because i have a very nice camera i do think ellie's is better it better be because I paid more. <laughs> okay. So now now I've actually been getting really deep in the last 
week on... If you bring up the Tesla, I swear to God. No, no, no I'm not talking Tesla. <laughs> we'll talk about Tesla in six weeks. <laughs> uh, we, we are talking about the camera. I've been getting big into camera, trying to understand these, like, I don't look at the science. The mechanisms? Like, like the arts, artistry of, cam- of a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to learn, trying to educate myself on how to actually get better at taking pictures and video because I'm a very big believer pictures and video do a lot for marketing houses and yourself Mm -hmm. and the one thing that Ellie you have an external flash which I'm looking at because I don't really understand this so I'm kind of like researching I'll probably pick your brain Um, but I your pictures have come out tremendous do you edit your photos too I don't have to so they're just like, you're pretty much just like it's, take and chew. Yeah, I, I do not have to. It the, the Those colors that come out, it's not me touching the saturation. The camera just, it's beautiful. I love it so yeah, much. Yeah, so you, you do yeah. take very good photos. And I and and the thing is, if you are in real estate and you are not investing in your film and not investing in your, your cameras and everything else, um, that is a big missed opportunity. Um, and, and again... You do not have to go crazy. You can take photos if you're bare minimum. You can take photos with your phone, but please do, please take the time. Don't use your razor. Please, please <laughs> take the time. Flip it open keyboard. <laughs> please take the time. If you are taking photos, before you take a photo, please take the time to stage the room. Mm-hmm. And then once you take the photo, please take the time. If you do not have a fancy, awesome camera set up like Ellie, Please take the time to edit your photos. Don't just throw up the photo that you take. There's a lot of, there's a lot of your your phone. You can edit with your iPhone, pretty damn well. Yeah. Um, you can go a step higher. I have a couple editing softwares that I use, but but I guarantee you, from what I pay for and use, you could probably get eighty percent of what I'm getting, seventy to eighty percent of what I'm getting with your phone and whatever comes on your phone for editing software. If you yeah. need help, please reach out. If you're a real estate person doing this realtor, whatever salesperson, there's like a gazillion lingo names for it. If you sell real estate, you have to capitalize on your film and, and footage and pictures and everything else. Um, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, yep. maybe the, the title of this is going to be just take damn good, like take photos, care take, about your photos. I think, don't I think. Don't be sloppy. I'm, I, I, something along with photos, like I'm going to put photos, catchy title. We'll put a catchy title. Ellie, okay, we're 14 minutes and we're about, we, you, Yeah, I got to Oh my God. Ellie, give us quote of the day, office quote of the day, and then you can run out. I'll sign off. Uh, every office phrase has just left my mind. Okay, so Ellie's going to leave. I'll do two yeah. quotes do, today. You have to do two quotes for me and butcher, and a, butcher them beautifully. And a positive, and a, okay, <laughs> Ellie, thank you. We'll yeah. let Ellie go. She's got to run. So, and, sorry. I got, I got it. I got sorry. It. That's, that's right. Um, okay. Uh, office quote of the day. Let me see. Uh, we've done a couple. Um, just bear with me. We will come up with some. I will butcher these beautifully, as Ellie said, and we'll give you some. Or maybe fun facts of the day. We haven't done a fun fact of the day in a while, but I don't know if I've really learned any fun facts. Do an election fact. This might be the highest turnout since 1900. Okay, you know what's crazy about the election? I think they're only going to hit 60% of eligible voters, which actually blows my mind. I think we're over 60 but 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 even if you're over even if it's 65 how yeah, bad is that that be like 80%. how bad is that that then we've hit the national record and only six out of ten people yeah. less than seven out of t- yeah six less than half. seven out of ten people vote in the election yeah. which blows my mind yeah. 
So it's just, I, I actually wanted to see like, what would normal election results be if every person in America actually went and voted? But you have to account for the fact that a good portion of those are going to be just junk votes because they don't care. Well, not even that. If somebody actually cared and actually voted, and it doesn't matter if you're not up to date. And this is eligible well, voters. Because populist, po- populist almost always votes Democratic. Okay. So, um, and, and this is eligible voters. So this is not 17 and lower. This is actually 18 and above. So, okay. Sorry, Ellie. Go. Right. Good luck. Um, sorry, Ellie was off camera. So if you heard that, great. Um, we were talking about the election. Um, it, yeah. So a, a fun fact about the election. And again, I'm not getting into politics. I don't care who you voted for. Um, at the end of the day, whoever wins... I'm a big believer. That's our president. We're America. Let's unite. So, um, but the the fact that like sixty, just over sixty percent, sixty five percent of eligible voters actually voted, blows my mind. Because when you take the population, which is over three hundred thousand in the United States, whatever that is, thirty percent, that means like a hundred thousand voters didn't vote in a year that we had early voting. Which means you didn't even have to go that day. You had like two weeks to do early voting, or how, I don't know how, actually how many days, but you get the gist. Um, I don't know. Seems weird. Seems kind of like crazy that people won't go out and vote, but it is what it is. I don't know. If you have comments, let me know. But I just think it's kind of that's kind of strange. Um, okay, quote of the day, office quote. Hopefully, I don't butcher one. Um, Ellie's gonna be so disappointed if I butcher one here. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm completely drawing a blank right now. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna worry. Maybe that will be my. Um, quote, actually a fun fact of the day, I didn't realize, and if anybody watched the election, I didn't realize that Maine and Nebraska had like three parts of their country that could have been one. So basically there was like three races within a state. Cause I was like looking at the maps and they have it like blue and red with like the cross. And I'm like, how is, what is going on here? What a, biz- what a world we're living in 2020 that states now have tech. And I don't know, there's probably a good reason why they do this, but It just is really the democratic system. Again, I think America has the best democratic voting system ever in the, in the world. Um, I don't know. I don't care if people argue with that. I, that's what I believe, but it seems strange that there's still like weird things about our democracy that people, I don't, I didn't understand that. Like why Maine and Nebraska technically can split their electoral college votes, which is just kind of a weird thing. But, um, I remember that as a kid, so that must be something new. Um, but that's it. I think my biggest thing today, if you're listening to this, we, this was actually going to come out pre-election, uh, but the, the message still rings true post-election. I posted this on social media the other day. This is what my last thought, quote, whatever of the day will be. And actually, I'm going to read it from my Instagram because I, I said it the other day and I just don't want to butcher it because I think it came out pretty good. Um, on this election day, please remember your vote lasts one term, but your friendships last forever. Don't put politics over friendships. Please get out and vote, but remember to not judge your friends based on who they vote for. And I just want to, again, um, I guarantee you, based on the election, 50% of my friends agree with me, 50% of my friends don't. I love 100% of them. So what I don't want people to do, please do not judge your friends off who they voted for. I think at the end of the day, we're all people trying to do the best we can. We all want the same things. Um, To use a quote that I heard from uh, a podcast guest um, you know, a couple weeks ago on the Gail and Trombley show. They said, we all want the same thing. We just have a different um, way of getting there. And I think that's all it is. Everybody wants the same thing in life. We all want a better country and everybody wants better for each other. Please do not judge your friends on how they view trying to get to that North Star. Again, um, whoever you vote for will only last 
whatever their term limit is, whether in our area, whether it's the president, whether it's a, you know, a congressional seat or whether it's, you know, if you're in the city, whether it's a mayor seat, whoever you're voting for lasts for one term. Please do not break friendships because you don't agree with somebody over who they voted for. Okay. I, I don't know. I just think that's crazy. Your friends will last a lifetime. Whoever you vote for will trust me. They will be out of office quicker than you can blink an eye and your friends will still be there. So again, that is my thought of the day. Uh, please again, support your friends. Don't put politics over friendships. That is the craziest thing to do. Um, and again, that's why we do not talk politics on these podcasts. Cause again, I don't care enough about my views or any other people's views to argue with you about it. So, um, again, go USA. That is the term of the day. Um, and take good photos. We want good photos out there. Do not put crap photos out because you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your seller. So, um, that is it. Episode 71 with Ellie. I'll say her name, Ellie and Galen. Again, if you need anything from either of us, please reach out. Um, and again, if you are looking to sell now is a great time to sell. Ellie or I will meet with you again for free. Um, Ellie is a fantastic person. I am, I will, I don't want to sell, you know, ego wise or whatever, but I, I do do this a lot. I have helped a lot of people. Um, and I, we know both of us come from a good place where we want to help, um, you to accomplish your goals. So if you want us to come out and meet with you about potentially selling, whether it's in 2021, 2022, we'd be more than happy to go meet with you. Cause we believe that whatever our knowledge base is, we can definitely, you know, give that to you for free, um, and try to help you out, uh, going forward to make, uh, you know, a pretty big decision in your life. So, um, again, if you need us, please reach out, send us, send either one of us a message. Um, and that is it. That is episode 71 of Realty Talk.